morning. Thank you for joining me for this week in cricket history, starting with week beginning December 13. And in 1974, 42-year-old Colin Cowdery was sitting at home looking forward to an English Christmas. But an injury crisis led to him being summoned to Australia. Before he had time to even get over the jet lag, he was thrown in at the deep end into the second test in Perth against a rampant Dennis Lilly and Jeff Thompson. He made 22 and 41 in his two innings and famously reduced Thompson to silence with, Hello, I'm Colin Cowdery. I don't believe we have met before. And then in 1999, England recovered from the 2-4-4 and all that at the Wanderers with a rough, tough draw in the second test in Port Elizabeth. Nasser Hussein led from the front, pounding 82 and 78 not out, with Mike Atherton getting 100 and Lance Klusner scoring 174 and taking the title of Man of the Match. December the 14th, 1960, in what maybe was the greatest test match of all time, Australia and West Indies played out Test's first tie in a sensational finish in Brisbane. Needing 233 to win, Australia started the last over and there were eight ball overs in those days from Wes Hall on 227-4-7. But after an amazing over that included a leg by, a bye, a caught behind, and a dropped catch from the bowler, somewhere near square leg, square leg and two runouts, it ended with honours even. December the 15th, 1979, played during the second day of the test between England and Australia in Perth, was stopped for 10 minutes when Mike Brearley objected to Dennis Lilly's aluminium bat. Brearley claimed it was damaging the ball and eventually Lilly reluctantly changed bats. And then later that year, the law was actually changed to say that the bat shall be made of wood. December the 16th, 1882, and it was the birth of the master. Nobody has scored more first-class runs than Sir Jack Hobbs's 61,760, or more hundreds than his 199. And on December the 16th, 1997, the first cricket at a break, 200 runs was done in an ODI and it was Belinda Clark of Australia who did it in Mumbai against Denmark in the 1997 Women's World Cup. Her 229 came off 155 balls. Australia scored 412 for three and then dismissed Denmark for 49. Clark was to lead Australia to the title and play another two World Cups and retired as the leading run scorer and most capped captain in women's cricket. She held the record for the highest one-day score and 
until Rohit Sharma made 264 in 2014. December the 17th, and in 2012, England's 28 year wait to win a series in India was finally concluded. Newly appointed captain Alistair Cook scored 562 runs with three centuries as England won the series 2-1. And in 1992, Quinton de Kock was born. He, at the age of 21, announced himself to the world with three back-to-back one-day hundreds. He had so far played 53 tests scored 3,245 runs, has the highest test score of 141 and has scored six hundreds. He's played 124 ODIs, scored over 5,000 runs with a top score of 178 and he has 1,600s at ODI level. And then he's played 61 T20 internationals with a top score of 79. Behind the stumps, he's taken 214 test catches and 11 stumpings. And at ODI level, 170 catches and 9 stumpings. And at T20, taken 49 catches and 15 stumpings. In 1881, it was the birth of Aubrey Faulkner, one of South Africa's greatest all-rounders. He played 25 tests scoring 1,754 runs with a top score of 204. He had four hundreds. He also took 82 wickets with a best of 7 for 84. His batting average is 40.79 and the bowling average 26.58. 1974, Charles Langefeld was born. He played six tests taking 16 test wickets with a best of 5 for 46, 72 ODIs taking exactly 100 wickets with a best of 5 for 39, and he's played 9 T20 internationals taking 17 wickets and a best of 4 for 19. He also took a hat-trick against the West Indies. Uh, moving on to December the 18th, and in 1927, Lord Ponsford broke his own world record of 429, with a score of 437 for Victoria against Queensland in Melbourne, until Brian Lara added 400 to his 501, Ponsford was the only batter to have scored two quadruplet hundreds at first-class level. And in 1954, Russell N. Dean enjoyed a good lunch after his unbeaten 197 in the first session of the day for Transvaal against Orange Free State in Johannesburg. It is still the highest score before lunch in a first-class game. And in 1910, it was the birth of Eric Tyndall, is the only man to have played test cricket and test rugby as well as becoming a test umpire and an international rugby referee. 
He died five months short of what would have been his 100th birthday. Moving on to December the 19th, and in 1974, Ricky Ponting, arguably Australia's greatest batsman after Don Bradman was born. He scored 96 on test debut, and he became the seventh batsman to cross over the 10,000 test run barrier. He retired in 2012. And in 2010, Sachin Tendulkar hit his 50th test century at Centurion against South Africa, bringing his tally for the year to seven centuries. In the same game, Raul Dravid crossed the 12,000 run milestone, but India lost by an innings after Jock Cutter scored his maiden double century. Thank you for listening.